even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working.
never stop, you never stop working. He never stops, he never stops working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. He never stops, he never stops working. He never stops, he never stops working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Precious God, we are humbled. We are humbled before you tonight that a God as magnificent as who you are, as God as mighty and as all-powerful and all-knowing as you are, that you would reach down on a Sunday night in a humble gathering of your people and you'd touch our hearts the way you have. God, how we love you. God, we're not worthy. God, we're not, we can't do enough. We can't, we can't put enough money in the offering. Lord, we can't do enough good deeds. Lord, we can't do enough stuff to earn your love. But God, you choose to love us anyway. Even when we don't see it and even when we don't feel it. God, you're moving, you're working. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. God, I'm absolutely nothing without you. I'm nothing without you. As I was preparing to come into the sanctuary just a few moments ago before worship time began, the phone rang and I reached over and picked it up and greeted the, the phone and it was Sister Kim McLemore. And they were on their way to church and uh, she said that, that John's foot was hurting so bad, it was throbbing so bad that he said, Mama, I don't think I can go to church tonight. And for John McLemore to say he didn't feel like going to church, listen, that kid was hurting. And so she said, Pastor, would y'all just pray for John tonight? Would you, would you please just hold John up to the Lord? And I assured her that her church family loved her, we loved that boy, and that we would definitely hold him up to the Lord tonight. So would you guys join me tonight as we just head into our time of the ministry of the Word before we do anything else? Can we just pause and just pray for John? And let's just believe God to touch him and let the swelling go down out of that foot and, and just let healing come into his body. Will you agree with me tonight, please? Father, we love you. God, you're so good. 
You're so true. You're so holy. You're so righteous. You're so, so good to us, Lord. And Lord, the, the goodness is seen through the stripes that Jesus endured upon his body. And Lord, that was for, for every good intention to bring healing to John's body. God, I speak this swelling to be removed. I ask you, Lord God, for pain and, and suffering to be taken away. I ask you, Lord God, right now that, that you would just touch his body and you'd heal him. God, I'm asking you to, to, to minister to that mama. I know if her baby's hurting, she's hurting. And, and God, I pray for, for, for that entire family. God, just surround them with your mercy and your, your strength and your grace tonight. God, especially touch John. Heal his body. God, every infirmity and every sickness named among us, all those that are on our prayer list tonight, God, we would ask that you'd intervene on their behalf. God, guard over, protect, and, and keep safe those that are, that are under your care. Lord, we love you. God, we believe you. God, we trust you. God, we acknowledge you can do anything. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Come on, can you turn your petition into a time of saying thanks? Come on, let's give him praise tonight all around the room. Father, thank you. Thank you for healing John. Thank you for touching his body, Lord. Thank you, God, for your miracle-working power. Thank you that you never leave us, you never forsake us, God. Thank you that even when we don't see it or feel it, God, you're working on every situation. You're a miracle worker, mountain-moving, God. And Lord, we praise you tonight. We acknowledge, God, you can do all things. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah and glory be unto the amazing anointed name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give him a hand clap of praise together tonight. Amen. Turn and greet someone. Look them in the eye and tell them you love them tonight, please. Hallelujah. Sister Julie, I appreciate you so much, girl. Man, oh man. That lady prays and she hears from the Lord and, and she knows, I believe the Lord knows exactly what we need and exactly when we need it and how to touch our hearts. And man, I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit. And He really don't care if there's a room full of people here or if it's just two of us. God's here. God's here. Right. I think sometimes the Lord, my mama used to have a say, and I'd do something silly, and, and, and there's always consequences attached to doing something silly. Right. Is there anybody here tonight? Yeah. Brother Joey Burns, he knows there's consequences associated with doing something silly. Right. And my mama would look at me sometimes, and she said, Boy, you're just cutting off your nose to spite your face, ain't you? Yeah. Now, I know that that may be northeastern Oklahoma vernacular, and maybe not everybody understands it, but, but basically what she was saying is you're really hurting yourself by doing what you're doing. Uh, you're, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. I, I think the Lord looks at us sometimes when we do these silly things, and, and we think we're, we're hurting somebody else, or we think we're offending some, we're, we're doing something uh, that, that we know is not right. And really, ultimately, what comes down to it is that we're really just hurting ourselves, Right. Uh, we're, we're really just bringing punishment upon ourselves. And, and I thank the Lord that he's always working on it. I thank the Lord he's always moving on it. I thank the Lord for who he is and what he does. How about you tonight? 
I want to dig into this word. I've got a right now word for a right now people. And uh, we're going to get in and, and dig into what God wants for us. And so uh, put your seatbelts on. Hang on. Here we go. Let's, let's give him praise one more time. Come on. Lord, we bless you. God, we praise you. God, we exalt you tonight around this room. Thank you that you're here. You're merciful. And God, thank you that you are mighty. Thank you, Lord, that you're working and moving in might and power. And God, in authority, we give you all the praise, the glory, the worship, and the honor. You are good, Lord. You are good, Lord. You're good, Lord. In Jesus' name, we worship and adore. Amen. Come on, give him another hand clap. Thank the Lord. How many are grateful tonight for the victory you got in Jesus? I believe we got victory in Jesus tonight, amen? How many believe His will and His plan is still that uh, His children should walk around in victory every day of their lives, right? His will and His plan is still that you should be the head and not the tail. Come on, His will and His plan is still that you should be above and not below. Come on, His will and His plan is that you should still be blessed going out and blessed coming back in, right? Come on, I believe that the desire of God is that His people would walk around in victory every day of their lives. How many believe that tonight? See, Jesus said in John 10 and 10 that the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but that He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Come on, that sounds like victory to me. How about you? We all know the thief has a plan for our lives. He comes to bring opposition to our lives. But thank God, that's not the end of the story, Brother Don. We win this thing. Jesus Christ came that we might have victory. His will and His plan for our lives still yet today is victory in every aspect of our lives. Amen? I believe that He lived and He died and He rose on the third day so that we could call on His name and find victory in every aspect of our lives. But the sad reality is, is that there's a lot of people who walk around, Christians included, uh, who are living below where God actually intended for them to be. How many know that tonight? Uh, the, the sad truth is uh, many people are not living and walking in daily victory. Uh, they see their problem as being bigger than the solution they can find in Almighty God. For many people today, the victory is only a temporary thing. For many people today, victory is something that only happens on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or while they're at church. But man, when they get up and they leave and they go out and get in their vehicle and, and go back out in the real world... Victory leaves just as quickly as they do. Listen, when the sun's shining, when the birds are singing zippity-doo-dah day, uh, people live in victory. And friend, let me tell you, that's living with a defeatist attitude. As a son or a daughter of the Most High God, Jesus Christ didn't come and live a life without sin and die and be raised on the third day so we'd only have part-time victory. Come on, He don't want you to have some-time victory. He don't want you to have partial victory. He wants you to have an everyday, all the way, living victory lifestyle every day of our lives. Uh, listen, we don't have to walk out the door the same way we walked in the door tonight. But we can rise up in victory and live every day, every moment of our lives, victorious overcomers by the blood of the Lamb of God. Sometimes we hit things that stop us in our tracks. Sometimes we hit roadblocks that keep us from living in victory. But I believe if we can uncover what those roadblocks are, I believe with all my heart we can see those roadblocks shattered and moved out of the way and we can live in victory. Tonight we dig into the Word of God and we're going to talk about some roadblocks that hold us back and keep us from our victory. Find your Bibles. We're going to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 
Verse 57 is where we're going tonight. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. The Bible says very plainly, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, thank you tonight for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to minister it. Lord, thank you for ears that are open and hearts that are ready. Uh, God, I pray tonight that your word rises up in us. And God, we begin to walk out victory every day of our lives. Lord, we're not overcome. We're overcomers. Lord, we're not defeated. We're victorious warriors by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And tonight we're going to see roadblocks taken out of the way. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on and give our king a hand clap of praise if you wouldn't mind, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank God tonight for victory. How many are glad to be on the winning team? Amen. I believe with all my heart that it's the will of God that his kids would walk around in victory every day. I don't know of a mama or a daddy one who wants to see their children defeated or overcome. And our God is so much greater at being a father than we are at being parents ourselves. I know you're good mommies and daddies. I, I get that. I, I know some of you have got great mommies and daddies. I get that. But the truth is, our God is a greater mom or dad than any of us will ever obtain to be. Uh, and He loves us so much, He wants His kids to walk around in victory every day of our lives. The reason I believe this is, is because Jesus Christ equipped us with all the tools that we need to walk around in victory every day. How many understand that He took stripes on His body so that we could have healing in ours? Listen, friend, that's a tool that'll lead you to victory every step of the way. How many understand the good gift of the Holy Ghost has been poured out? you got power alive inside of you, Pentecostal power alive inside of you. That's a tool that will help you walk in victory. How many know He hung and bled and died on that cross and got up on the third day so that we could have salvation? Come on, that's our victory tonight, right? We've got victory through salvation. We've got victory through healing. We've got victory through the Holy Ghost. All of those are made possible through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, but how many understand with your pastor tonight that even with all the tools that God has given us to work with, sometimes we fall short of the victory that He's already won for us, right? It's already paid. It's already done. But sometimes we forget about the tools we have available to us. Uh, I'm sure uh, sometimes you, you might feel like you run into a roadblock. Uh, if you do any traveling whatsoever, I, I know back probably during school time, uh, Gerald and Adonna drive to, to Thackerville to go to school. Adonna teaches there. Brother Gerald works there and, and takes care of all their stuff for them. And man, there was construction going that way uh, for a long time. I don't know if they, is the road fixed yet, Gerald? No, it's still down to one lane. Uh, I know, man, uh, if you travel going south on I-35 or if you travel going north on I-35, you're, you're going to run into construction somewhere along the way. There's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be barriers. There's going to be things that stop you from getting to the direction, to the place that you want to go. This last Friday, Sister Vonda and I went to, to Oklahoma City. It was my uh, time for my, my going back to see the doctor after I'd done my checkup. And uh, we went and saw the doctor, and uh, things, went, things went pretty okay, I guess. We went and ate barbecue after we left the doctor, so man, it, was a, it was a good day, okay? Uh, it, your, your heart's got to check out and be okay to be able to go eat all the barbecue I ate that day. But anyway, 
uh, that worked out good. And, and then Sister Vonda was going to boogie on up to be with the kids and, and watch Little Summit overnight and so the kids could get ready to go on vacation. And, and uh, I boogied back home and hit I-35 and started towards the house. And I got almost to uh, Payola. I, I got just past Payola. And, you know, it kind of goes down there about Paul's Valley. It goes down to one lane. And, man, the traffic started backing up. And I was like, what in the world's going on? And I mean, it came to a complete dead stop right about Payola. And I, I watched, and it wasn't very long, and a fire truck went down the, the shoulder going this way. Wasn't very long after that, a highway patrol went down the shoulder. And it wasn't very long after that, an ambulance went down the shoulder. I sat, stopped on I-35 in the middle of traffic for 30 minutes. Thank the Lord for GPS. I got on my little map, on my little phone, and I said, hey, Highway 19 is right over there. If I go back, cut across the center medium, and I go back to Payola, I can go catch Highway 19, and I can come around and come out on the other side of all this stuff. Isn't God good? See, I knew where I needed to be. I was ready to be home. I'd been at that silly doctor all day long. I was full of barbecue, and I was ready for my recliner. Come on, can I get away? When your belly gets full, your eyes get heavy. Is anybody else in the room like me? There was a place that we, we had seen on Discover Oklahoma. Do you remember what the name of it was? Cornish Smokehouse. The Cornish Smokehouse. We saw it on Discover Oklahoma. Let me tell you what. they had. The, the barbecue was great, but the cornbread, I'd go back right now if Sister Vaughn did load up and go with me. They had cornbread that my, I think my mom made it. I, it came straight out of heaven. I'm sure it did. Anyway, uh, man, I was so full of all that barbecue and cornbread that I was, I was ready for an air-conditioned room, and I'd been sitting in traffic all that time, and I knew where I wanted to be, but there was a roadblock keeping me from getting there. You know, sometimes it's that way with our victory. Sometimes it's that way with walking where God wants us to walk. Sometimes it's that way with, with being who God's called us to be and doing the things that God's called us to do. We can see it in front of us. We know where we need to be. We know what God's called us to do. But sometimes there's a barrier, there's a roadblock that keeps us from getting there. And I'm a believer tonight that if we can discover what those things are, if we can figure out what the roadblocks are, then we can see them demolished, we can see them removed, and we can just boogie on to the place where God wants us to be. How many want to be where God wants you to be? I believe if we can see these roadblocks for what they are, we can get past them and we can live in victory. So, so what are some of these roadblocks? Well, the first one I want to point out tonight is this. Uh, a roadblock to victory is a uh, place of having no clear vision in your life. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Bless the Lord tonight. How many would agree we all need a good vision? We all need a good direction. The, the Word says that without vision, God's people will perish. Listen, not only physically, but I believe spiritually as well. We've got to have a vision of where God wants us to be. When I was stuck in traffic this last Friday, listen, I had a vision of that brown recliner in my living room. I had a vision of where I wanted to be. Vision is the discovery of God's plan as it relates to our lives. That's the vision. Vision is foresight and vision is insight.
Vision is living with a goal in mind, and vision will lead you to victory. Vision gives you a destination and a a desire, a direction for that destination. And without any vision whatsoever, we will never have victory in our lives. If you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. I believe that we need to see the victory and we need to move towards it. Has anybody ever had to get up in the middle of the night and uh, around Easter time with young children in your house? Pastor, what are you talking about? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) My girls always like to play Easter egg with them plaster Easter eggs. Have you ever stepped on one of them in the middle of the night? Anybody? Move on, Pastor. Got up in the middle of the night one night to go to the little kitchen to get a drink of water and stepped on one of them plastic Easter eggs. I had no vision of where I was going. And friend, let me tell you, there was a roadblock right there. It'll make you turn around and go the other direction stepping on one of them things. Those would be a great security system to keep people, if they broke into your house, stepping on them plastic eggs, they'd turn around and go back out. Putting on a blindfold and and trying to run an obstacle course is a good example of not having any vision. You'll never finish the race. You'll never get through the obstacle course if you can't see what you're doing. Church, without vision, we'll never have victory. If we can't have a vision of seeing our lost loved ones saved, then we'll never even bother to witness to them or share the love of Jesus with them. Listen, we need to get a vision of those people that we love sitting on the pews around us. If we don't have a vision of healing, then we'll never take the time to even fast or pray, uh, and we'll never reach that place of victory. Listen, we need to believe the Word of God and have a vision of what His will is, what His plan is, and pick up that vision and walk with it every day of our lives and say, Lord, I've got a clear vision of what you want for me. Now this gives me a, a passion and a path to walk down every day of my life. I like the scripture in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. Listen, we need to capture the vision that God has got for us. We need to maybe physically write it down, but for sure spiritually write it down in the tablets of our heart so that we might capture that vision and we might do something with it. We need to get a hold of a vision and we need to get up every day. Listen, I think if you're praying for people to be saved, you need to be praying, Lord, I'm saving them a spot on my pew tonight. Lord, I'm going to save them a place to come in and sit down. If you're believing for a supernatural divine intervention of healing, I believe that we need to not just have a vision of the healing, but all the signs and the symptoms to go away with it as well. Come on. I believe that God has a plan for us as a church and us as an individual, and that is a victory and not defeat. Uh, God wants to see life saved. He wants to see bodies healed. He wants to see this place be a flowing uh, river of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I believe that is all is possible if we'll simply get a hold of the vision that God has placed before us. But if you can't see it, you'll never try to get there. What's the roadblock to victory? Well, it's having no clear vision. Another roadblock to victory, I believe, is this, and I believe that is a fear of failure. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Bless the Lord. How many know that that fear doesn't come from God? Are y'all here tonight? Fear does not come from God. 
It is not of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And if it doesn't come from God, then we don't need it in our lives. Can you say amen? Now let me, let me backpedal just a little bit here. Every time I preach or speak on the topic of fear, I end up getting in trouble at the end of it. I had a lady one, once upon a time corner me uh, when I pastored a church in a different location, and she said, Pastor, fear's a good thing. we got to have fear or we'd all be dead by now. Listen, lady, you're absolutely right. Uh, if there was not a fear of lions and tigers and bears... It's almost like I told them to do it. <laughs> if we didn't have a fear of lions and tigers and bears. <laughs> Boy, y'all know how to bless your pastor. I appreciate that. If we didn't have a fear of lions and tigers and bears, we'd all be dead by now. Right? There's a healthy fear. There's a good kind of fear. And then there's an unhealthy fear. Uh, a fear of, uh, of things like... Our friend Valerie, Bill and Val come to visit us from time to time from Coweta. They'll hang out with us, go see Hubert and Linda and hang out with them. Uh, Sister Valerie, uh, something you don't know about her, I've, I've mentioned it probably in sermons before, but Sister Valerie is scared to death of birds. We were in Israel the first time in 2007. I traveled with Bill and Val, and, and we were sitting one morning eating breakfast, and a sparrow came and landed on the chair next to her. I thought she was going to have a, just a heart attack right there on the spot. She was spazzing out. There was a, she had seen the movie The Birds a long time ago when she was a little kid. She was done, man. She was gone. She didn't want nothing. Bill, 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 there's a bird. Bill, there's a bird. And I mean, she was losing her mind. Sister Courtney. Uh, Sister Courtney has this horrible fear of clowns. Uh, you start talking to Courtney about clowns, and I'm telling you what, she's done. She's over it. She's out of here. People have some, some good, healthy fears. We need to be afraid of lions and tigers and bears, but I don't know necessarily being afraid of birds or clowns is necessarily a healthy thing, right? Hey, imagine with me uh, going to uh, a birthday party for kids and a clown should happen to show up. Listen, it's kind of a socially awkward moment when you're spazzing out while the kids are having fun. There's some good fear, there's some bad fear. But on all of the levels of fear, I believe one of the worst fears that we possibly can struggle with is the fear of failure. Fear of failure will create a worry inside of us. Fear of failure will create an anxiety in front of, in, inside of us. It will create an insecurity, and it will hold a person back from reaching their full potential. Why? Because they're afraid if they step out and try to do something, I'm going to flop, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fall on my face, and so I'm just not even going to try at all. I can't walk in the victory that God has for me because if I try to step out by faith and do something, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to make a oops and, and everybody will laugh at me and so I'm just not going to try at all. Normally a person who is filled with fear of failing will be a person who will never step out and try to do anything at all. Imagine with me, if old brother Peter had a fear of failure when Jesus said, come walk on the water... He'd have stayed in the boat with the rest of those guys instead of getting out. Did he make it very far before he began to sink? I don't know exactly how far he made it out of the boat, but I know he stepped out while the rest of them stayed in the boat. 
Listen, fear of failure will cripple us. Fear of failure will hold us back. Too many people believe, man, if I even try it, I'm going to fail. So why even try? They're afraid of doing it wrong, so they try to do nothing at all. Listen, I can't witness to somebody, so I'll say something wrong, so I'm not going to witness to anybody at all. I can't pray for somebody. What if I mess up? So I'm not going to pray with anybody at all. Friend, I want you to understand tonight. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says very clearly, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. Come on, get a hold of it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You may fail. You may make a uh-oh. You may make a mistake. Take it from a guy who makes them every day of his life on an almost hourly basis. We all fail. We all make mistakes. But if you're not trying to do it in your power or your intellect, and you say, I can do it through Christ who gives me strength, there's nothing that can stop you. I remember many, 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 many moons ago uh, when the Lord began to call me to be a pastor. I said, Lord, I'll be glad to go to Africa and build tabernacles. Lord, I've got two strong hands. God, I've got a strong back. I've got strong legs. God, I'll go work for you and do anything you want me to do. And the Lord said, oh, by the way, I need you to preach. I went, what? Guys, you have to understand, this man who stands before you tonight was the guy that when the pastor would call on him to pray over the offering would bawl and blubber like a little bitty baby and I could stutter and I, I could stammer and fall over my words and, and there was no way that anything was coming out of me. To think about preaching the Word of God, I was so afraid that if I stood up in front of people, I would make the biggest fool of myself and of God until I came to the realization Gary, it ain't you doing it. It's not you doing it in your power. It's not you doing it in your wisdom. But you can do it through Christ who gives you strength. My continual prayer is, Lord, I am dumb, but you're wise. God, I am weak, but you're strong. God, I am nothing, but you're everything. God, I can't do it, but I can through Christ who gives me strength. That's my everyday prayer before the Lord. Listen, don't be afraid of failure. Get a hold of what God wants you to do. Don't let fear stop you from the victory that God has for you. It's simply a roadblock to the victory when you have fear of failure in your life. One more roadblock I want to talk about tonight. And man, I'm ready to get to this one. One more roadblock I think is one of the biggest obstacles that hold us back from our victory, and that's this. Negative thinking. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. is one of my favorite scriptures. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Well, I'm a loser. Well, I'm a failure. Well, I, I can't do it. Well, I don't know how. As long as we have negative thinking, we'll never walk in the victory that God has for us. Everybody's against me. Nobody loves me. Uh, the whole world's out to get me. As long as we have that mentality, as long as we have that mindset, guess what? That's exactly what's going to happen. Our God's a good God. How many believe that? Our God wants good things in our lives. He created us for greatness. He is the King of glory, and He created us in His image. Friend, you are beautifully and wonderfully created. Stop thinking about yourself less than what you are. The Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Can I tell you, if we continually think negatively, 
about the situations of life. Pastor, are you telling me that, it's, that you're okay with the way things are going in the world? <laughs> I tried to be as politically correct this morning in making my statement about the overturning of, of Roe v. Wade uh, as I possibly could. Uh, we, we weren't live streaming, and I, I, you know, I felt like an openness, but guess what? I got an openness all the time, so it really doesn't matter. But I... To think about the fact that they're so caught up in these, these trials about January 6th and the big insurrection that took place that day, but they're perfectly fine with going and burning down state capitol buildings and, and rioting in the streets and, and throwing things at police officers and, and creating all the turmoil and the unrest, promoting a night of unrest because of an overturning of a law. Listen, I believe things in this world are turned completely upside down. And the things that at one time were considered good are now considered bad. And the things that at one time were considered bad are now considered good. Listen, we lived in a mixed up, upside down world. I hate the things that are going on in the world today. But quite honestly, if that's the, all that we think about and we think about it negatively on a continual basis, friend, it's going to eat us alive. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Do you hate $5 a gallon gasoline? Brother, you better believe it. I filled up my pick up truck yesterday. It was $113 to fill up that little brown truck out there. Thank you, Lord, for providing every penny of it. But here's the deal. Uh, if we think about how bad things are continually, we'll never walk in the victory that God has for us. It's time to focus on the good and not the bad. It's time to hear the good report and not the negative report. We all, to some degree, deal with negativity and doubt and double thinking. And uh, listen, I, God could never use me. I've just been too bad. I, I don't know how to speak properly in public. I, I, I've struggled with this so long. Uh, healing's just never going to come into my life. I'll just never be holy enough to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And all these thoughts swirl around in our mind over and over and over and over. I, I'm just not good enough. I just don't know how. And all this ne negative rises up inside of us. Friend, we got to get past it. We got to get past it. We got to think on the sunshine and not the rain. I think about the children of Israel coming out of the, the Egypt, going to the promised land. Numbers 13 and 33 said that, that they had this negative thought process. They said, we're like grasshoppers in our own sight. We look like grasshoppers compared to them people. You're telling us we're going to go invade. There's no way we can go into the promised land. Do you know if we think about negative stuff like that continually, we'll never walk into the promised land. Colossians chapter 3 says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek the things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, Set your mind on things not above, not on the things of the earth. Set your mind on things that are above. It's hard to have negative thoughts when you're thinking about heaven. It's hard to have negative thoughts when you're thinking about the, the beauty and the splendor of those streets of gold and that beautiful mansion that Jesus went away to prepare. It's hard to have negative thoughts when you think about soon and very soon there's going to be a trumpet sound and gravity's going to let go. 
hard to have negative thoughts when you think about the true victory and where it stands and where it lies. My victory is not found in my bank account. It's not found in gasoline in my pickup truck. It's not found in food in my refrigerator. My true victory is found in my eternal home in heaven, for I know my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I know my name has been written down in glory. I'm a new creation in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come, and my victory is not anything in this old world, but my victory is in my heavenly home with my Father. Pastor, are you telling me you're not negative? Please don't talk to Sister Vonda and ask her that. You know, the really cool part about having a good wife is that God doesn't let us both get negative at the same time. Because as positive and Pollyanna as I say she is, she even has some down days from time to time. But thank God on the days when Sister Vonda's down, God lets me be up. And on the days that I'm down, God lets Sister Vonda be up. If we both got down at the same day, the world would end. It'd just explode. When I'm down, she picks me up. And when she's down, I pick her up. But why? Because I'll have to look at her and go, listen, really? Really? Were you not just preaching to me yesterday? <laughs> Get over it, woman. Negative thoughts will keep us from getting to the place where God wants us to be. It will keep us from our victory. If we walk around talking about how sick we are all the time, whatever a man thinks in his heart, so he is. If that's all you focus on about how bad things are, that's what you're going to walk around in every day. But if you'll begin to walk around thinking, listen, I am blessed and highly favored. I am a son or a daughter of the Most High God. God's favor shines upon my life. I am blessed going out and I'm blessed. It doesn't matter what's going on. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. He's a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, a light in the darkness. Man, he's bigger. He's greater than. He's more than. All the negativity that would rise up within me. Guys, we got to get the roadblocks out of our lives. We got to get past the roadblocks. If we're ever going to walk in the victory that God truly intends for us as an individual and as collectively as a church, we got to get the roadblocks gone. We've got to get the junk out of the way. We've got to get a clear vision of where God wants us to be because without a vision of victory, we'll never get there. We've got get to get rid of the fear of failure. failure will, fear of failure will hold you in place and, and handcuff you and keep you from doing any great thing for God. We've got to get rid of the negative thinking. We've got to understand that as we think in our hearts, so we are. Listen, you are beautifully and wonderfully created in the image of Almighty God. You're a son or a daughter of the Most High God, and His favor rests upon you every day of your life. Stop thinking about negativity. Sister Judy, come help you, Pastor, please. Thank you, Father. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. When I played baseball a thousand and one years ago, I've told you before, as we would be going to the game, we'd be driving there in that 1970 Ford Maverick whew, with the vinyl roof 
and the spots of Bondo on the fenders where I've repaired it. I'd, I'd put my music, I'd turn my radio on just as loud as it'd go, my little FM radio. <laughs> yes, I had an 8-track too, but I didn't have a good cassette, so I turned my little FM radio up as loud as it'd go, and I'd find a song that I wanted to hear, and I'd reach over and I'd hit that 40-watt, 40 40-watt 40 power booster. And them speakers, them speakers in the back seat would begin to just vibrate. Just vibrate. And, and I'd, I'd get so pumped up. I'd get so ready. And by the time I got to that field to go play that ball game, it didn't matter who the other team was. It didn't matter how big they were or what the record was. When I walked on the field, I was ready to go, and I knew... We're going to go win this thing. i step up to plate, and I'd get ready to bat, and I'd swing with all my might. I think sometimes we approach the game of life and go, yeah, old devil's pretty bad. He's a lot bigger than we are. He's probably going to win today, and so best thing for me to do is just sit on the bench and not do nothing. Listen, it's time for the church to get off the bench. It's time for the church to rise up and be the people that God called us to be. Doing the things that God called us to do. Walking in victory, that means getting rid of the roadblocks in our lives. Won't y'all stand with me tonight, please? Precious God, I thank you for every set of ears, God, every heart and every life in this room. I thank you, God, for the victory that you've already paid the price for and the tools and the availability that you place before us. God, I pray tonight that every man, woman, boy, and girl in this room, we begin to walk in that victory. We begin to live in that victory daily. And God, I pray these roadblocks be completely demolished. Let them be blown away, taken out of the way, God. Uh, Lord, let fear don't hold us back any second longer. God, I pray right now that that vision come alive inside of us all. And, and Lord, God, I pray right now that our negativity be turned into positivity. And God, we walk in the victory you have for us every day. God, I pray tonight that you have your way right now and that you receive glory in Jesus' perfect name. Amen. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Just for a second, please. It's so important to have this time. I was so grateful for Brother Hubert this morning, sharing his heart and what God had. It couldn't have been any more perfect or in order. People have got to know that there's only one or two places in eternity on destination. That's heaven and hell. We've got to remind them continually. I think it's so critical and so important. And I really think the thing Hubert was getting to is what, is what the Word of the Lord says is that our life is a mist and a vapor. We're here today and we're gone tomorrow. And so we better have our destination on eternity set in stone. We better know where we're going, right? That's why the preacher gives an altar call every service. If you're here tonight, you'd say, Pastor, I want to be sure of my destina destination on eternity. I want to know that I know that, that heaven is my eternal home. I want to know Jesus as my Savior. That's how I get there, I believe. If you're here and you'd say, I need Jesus to save my soul, would you lift your hand? I want to pray with you personally tonight, anywhere in this room. Pastor, that's me. See, I felt like I was preaching to Christians tonight. 
I felt like I was preaching to believers tonight. Child of God, can I tell you tonight as your pastor, God's plan for your life is victory. God's plan for your life is victory. Don't walk around one second longer with your head hanging down, but walk around in the victory that he's already paid the price for. I invite you tonight to a time of prayer. Come and find your place at the front of the church in the altar. Make an altar where you're at. It makes no difference to me. But let him speak directly about vision. Let him speak directly about the removal of fear. Let him speak directly about your thought process. And walk in the victory that God has for you. God bless you tonight as you pray. Is with weapons unseen. Your enemies crash to their knees as we cry out in worship. When trials unleash like a flood, the battle belongs to our God as we cry out in worship. The victory is yours, you're riding on the storm, your name is unfailing, though kingdoms rise and fall, your throne withstands it all, your name is unshaken. What hell meant to break me has failed. Now nothing will silence my praise. I will cry out in worship. The walls of the prison will shake. The chain-breaking king will rise to save as we cry out in worship. Oh, Lord, yes. The victory is yours. You're riding on the storm. Your name is unfailing. Though kingdoms rise and fall, your throne withstands it
unshaken Lord the victory the victory is yours and because of our connection to you we're victorious as well thank you Lord that you call us to be overcomers victorious sons and daughters Lord walk with this this body of believers this week Lord bless them Lord use them God may they walk in victory in everything that they lay their hands to do. And God, may you be the one who receives the glory for it all. We thank you. God, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you guys. Have an awesome week.